What's going on? It's your boy D-Mac and Johnny Love. Kill you a truth. Kill you a truth Wednesday morning. Johnny Love. How are you, my friends? What's happening, my friend? Well, the weather changed, and now it's cold. And and I do like the cold because I love skiing and I love the mountains, but I also love riding my bike around. Bling, bling. And I don't know if I can do that when it's so damn cold, Johnny. It was nice seeing the sun this morning before the, the show started. Yeah, do you care about that? you care about seeing the sun when you wake up? Um, a lot of people do. I'd rather see that damn sun later in the day, not earlier in the day. Who the hell needs the roosters? I don't give a crap about the sun in the morning. You could say dark as long as I as you could. Time change is stupid. Hot that's, takes. That's my hot take. <laughs> hot takes. That is my hot take of the day. Time change is stupid. Duh. Outraged, Johnny. I'm outraged. Outraged. I'm outraged about the time change. We should not have a time change. Which was one of the greatest plot lines from Veep when Jonah Ryan was running for Congress. He was outraged about time change. What a great show that was. You ever watch Veep? You like the uh, like that show Veep? It hits, uh, hits, it hits close to home a little bit. Love it. Jonah Ryan, my guy. Hey, does your company need help? Like us? We got Rob at desk.com. Boy, they're cool. Him. Rob at desk.com from digital ads, social media, content writing to podcasts, and he hates time change too. Go to Rob at desk.com, click on the contact tab, connect. Johnny, what's the question of the day? Can I can I be honest right now? Oh my in this God. in this VP the conversation, I've forgotten the, the question of the day. <laughs> you just told me too. Broncos. It's the Suns. The Broncos. What's the change? Like, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All, right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. And now it's time for the question of the day. It's it's the Broncos. It's a change thing with the, with the Broncos. I'm bad at my job right now. You're not supposed to. <laughs> are you asking me what's the biggest change going to be for the Broncos after the bye yes, week? Yes, sorry. Yes. What is the biggest change for the Broncos going to be after is the bye week? Is that what you were going to ask That's me? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. It's going to be kind of a combo meal. Just the disappointment in your face right now. Sorry. The combo meal is going to be, what's going to change is sort of nothing. Where they were running the ball like nobody's business. Almost two to one run the ball to pass the ball. So that actually is not going to change. Quinn Miners yesterday talked about how much better it is to run the ball. Listen. This is what Russell Wilson has been doing the vast majority of his successful career, handing the ball off and then throwing it in certain spaces. I I think the Broncos are going to challenge teams to stop them in this system because it seems to be the best way to win. This is how they beat the Chiefs. They, They ran it 40 times. They threw it like 19 and they just kept control things, and they didn't turn the ball over. The turnovers will absolutely kill you. And In fact, not only did they not turn the ball over, they got a bunch of takeaways from the Chiefs, giving them short fields, which enabled Russell Wilson to not have to really press that much. He did a very nice job. 
doing what he needed to do with short fields, primarily running the ball. And some of those numbers got inflated because you had the lead at the end, which is what you're supposed to do. So that that isn't like a big change. That's what, you know, that's just what you're going to do, and that's what you had been doing. So no big change there, although you probably will see, because of this style, more carries with Javante Williams. He's just a more steady, stronger, bigger back than Jaleel McLaughlin, and and you're probably just going to try to err that boulder up the hill rather than pew, 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 pew. So no pew, 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 as much as push boulder uphill. What's that one more time? Can you push boulder err uphill? Not pew, 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 pew. I mean, you're going to have a little pew, 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 pew. <coughs> but mostly boulder pushing. The other change that you're going to see is Marvin Mims. You got to see it. From everything I can uh, tell there, Johnny, from the birdies. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Well, no, they're tweet, 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 Is they were looking for a second round. The, the interesting reporting was that Adam Schefter said um, they turned down a third and a fifth, which accumulates, Johnny, if you them together to a second. Three plus five in the NFL equals two. Math. That's some CSU math right there. Hashtag asunder. Hashtag you lost the boot. And you lost to CU at the end of the day. And you lost to UNLV. Pew, 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 pew. What's the question of the day again? Sorry. Yeah, let's get refocused, Johnny, before you bring up your Rammies. Air Force lost two. Teams lose. Marvin Mims has been underutilized massively. He's their, he's possibly their most explosive player more than Jerry Judy. First four games, nine catches, 242 yards, 26.9 per 60-yard touchdown. He even had three carries for 13 yards. Marvin Mims, I mean, wow. His last four games, pew, 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 pew. Two catches, four yards, one carry for minus 11. They were featuring Judy, or they were going to Judy a little bit more, but you can't do it. The biggest difference you're going to see moving forward is a much heavier emphasis. Have to. Has to of getting Marvin Mims the ball. Now, Johnny, this is going to be tricky because I just said push boulder uphill. Lots of carries. Less pew, 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 pew. So if you have less pew, 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 how are you going to get Marvin Mims the ball more? And and the truth is, because I kill you with truth here, there's going to be some significant lack of uh, effort to get the ball to either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. I'm not exactly sure who's going to take it on the chin and just start running wind sprints for no good and never see the football. I'm thinking it might be Cortland Sutton. Because even in that last game against the Chiefs, although he only had two catches, Jerry Judy still had six targets. And and if you think about, well, that doesn't sound like that much. Well, they only threw the ball 19 times. So, you know, you get six targets out of nine. And, and seven of those completions were to running backs. 
So the so let me math. Jerry Judy got half of the targets two wide receivers in that game. That those those attempts have to come somewhere for Marvin Mims. And uh, I think it's going to be off Cortland Sutton, not Jerry Judy, actually. You, you, it's a name that we really haven't talked about a lot, isn't it? Cortland Sutton. We just, we just haven't mentioned him all that much. I think he's a good, solid receiver. He got himself in. He was always in great shape, but he got himself looking like DK Metcalf. So I'm not saying they're ne- never going to throw him the ball, but because they don't really have an effective tight end anymore, I mean, Who's their tight end that they use? Can you even can you even name the tight ends on the Broncos? I'd, I'd be impressed if you could. Can you, Johnny? Should I give you a little quiz? I can't I even give? I can't even get the question of the day. You think I'm going to get the tight ends right? If I told you the name Nate Adkins, would you say Broncos tight end or Bag Boy at Walmart? Sounds like the guy who created that diet back in like the 60s and 70s. Exactly, the Atkins diet. You know what that diet is made of? Not catching footballs. And then we got Chris Manhurts. Great name. Great name. Great name. Adam Troutman. It's better than Trout Hands. I mean, and, and I, I think if I told most people, hey, what do you think about Albert Okawebenum on the Broncos? They'd be like, hey, yeah. yeah he's on the Eagles. <laughs> so my point is, Cortland Sutton profiles, because they really, I mean, what tight ends do they really have that they use? Well, the answer is really none. Um, he profiles more like that. Listen, this is just the future. The future is more Mims. Probably the same amount as Judy and probably less Cortland Sutton. And then you got, you know, little Jordan Humphrey, Brandon Johnson, uh, Partridge in a pear tree. That's not going to matter because you got to get the ball to Mims. So the biggest difference if this season is successful the rest of the way is you're going to see more Marvin Mims. How do you feel about seeing more Marvin Mims? I know Mrs. Mims is pretty damn happy. That's his mom, Mrs. Mims. Moving on. Russell Wilson, in terms of what you're going to see from him, uh, Sean Payne's um, praised his off-schedule plays. Okay. That's a nice way to say, don't hurt us, Russ. Please, Hammer, don't hurt us. It's a nice way to say, hey, don't screw the game up, Russ. It's a nice way to say, Russ, happy Halloween. I don't know. I just made that. It's got nothing to do with Halloween. You think Russ puts out the uh, full candy bars? He's got it. Oh, there's the ring pops. I was wondering where they were. That's that's good audio for the people who don't watch. Russell Wilson, if he can control things and prove that you can win like this, not push it, not turn it over. And his numbers, you know, when you see 16 touchdowns and four interceptions, hey, that's pretty damn good. We'll take that. The, the overall passing yards are meh. I mean, it's on pace for 3,200 yards. So if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season, we're going to get 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he's going to pass for 3,200 yards. You know what? Most people would sign up for that. It's, it's not a ton of passing yards, but it's okay. And the two-to-one touchdowns interceptions, which, you know, if we're doing 32 and eight, is four-to-one. That's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. 
So if you give me four to one touchdowns, interceptions, decent passing yards over 3000, I'm going to say that that's going to win you some games. That's the challenge for the rest of the year. And you're going against a Bills team that is kind of weird. I mean, they should be a dominant team. They've got some unbelievable players. They're five and four. They they can't find their way to win games that they clearly should. Johnny, just out of curiosity. Boy, I'm putting you on the spot today, Johnny. I apologize. Maybe I shouldn't be, but. How many sacks do you think Von Miller has in the last five games? Ooh. Von five. Miller's zero. Oh, that's what I, that was my first guess, but I, I went against my instincts. Zero sacks. Zero. Zed, speaking Canadian now. Zed, process, organization. Buffalo, two bridges to get to Canada. Peace Bridge and Rainbow Bridge. Are you, um... Are you okay? You're speaking gibberish right now. Oh, you can't understand because I'm speaking Canadian? Do I need an interpreter? Oh, I will interpret for you. I am a a Mountie. All right. Now I'm doing the DeHuff podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you ever see the DeHuff? He always looks over here and he looks over there and then he makes big faces and then it's in black and white and it's like a funny voice and then it's like he touches his chin and then... I'm going to get an angry text. We love Scott DeHuff, though. So you got Vaughn Miller not doing all that much. You got Josh Allen making mistakes. You got the Bills at 5-4. and four. You have a running game for the Broncos, which su- should suit what's going on there in Buffalo. And we'll get into – usually, Johnny, we do Nerd Wednesday when it comes to football. But because this game is on Monday, Nerd Wednesday gets pushed to uh, Nerd Thursday when we go through the numbers. It's on the same schedule as uh, the practice schedule? It is. You know why? Because that's when they send out the press releases. That's when they send out all the numbers and everything. Friday, Saturday. That's right. So this week, today is actually Tuesday, um, and tomorrow is Wednesday, and Saturday would be Friday. And Monday is... Let's go to the avalanche. Uh, Last night, they won 6-3 over the Devils, and that was cool, but they had one of the strangest second periods of all time. It was bananas. Here is Jared Bednar to explain. Well, I mean, that was just, well, I mean, that was just a crazy period. No, like four and three, five and three, too many men on the change. Then it goes the other way and it's seven minute penalty kill. I mean, you don't see that very often. The whole entire second period was pretty much special teams. And I thought our penalty kill did a nice job. You know, I'm sure you look at it. We could have got more assertive on the shot from the point and got out there quicker to give them a little less time. You take those two goals. I'm sure Georgie would like at least one of them back, you know, wasn't set on the first one. He goes through them. Can't find the second one. You know, I think when he's when he's sharp and and on top of his game, he might save both. And if he saved one, you'd live with it. But I thought the penalty killed a nice job for the amount of time they were on the ice. So here's what happened in this period. First of all, very physical. Uh, the the um, the Devils led one nothing on a sweet goal, eh? Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. And then the Avs came back and scored a couple. And you know, you're just cooking along. You're like, hey, this is a fun game. 
Then you get into the second period, and there's a couple new guys, and I get their names screwed up all the time, so hopefully I won't this time, Johnny, but Ross Colton and Miles Wood. Gosh, I hope I got that right. And Colton, like, takes a guy into the boards. Ah, you can't do that, and it was nasty. Like, Johnny, is one of those hits that you're just like, ew, ew. Again, the DeHuff podcast, ew. And it, it, it was, like, it really took your breath away, and it felt like, well, that's a dirty hit. So he got, but he just gets a two-minute penalty. He doesn't get thrown out and nothing. Not right there. So then, you know, the Devils are mad. Like, yeah, you just like put our guy into the boards, eh? That's not good. That looks that. Hey, I can't. We cannot have that in our organization. Our process does not allow it. So they go up to him and they're like, hey, you can't do that to our guy. And they get in his face a little bit, and he goes, cold, boom, with the stick to this dude's face. Timo. Now, this is weird because, you know, Colton and Wood played for the Devils. So we're, we're like throwing shots against our old teammates and stuff. I may be getting some of this wrong. But anyways, he throws his stick up to this dude's face, Timo, and you can't do that. So he gets two minutes for boarding, and then 10 seconds later, he gets a five-minute misconduct penalty. I don't know if you know about these misconduct penalties, Johnny. The hockey guys out there do. And you know I do. But when you get a five-minute misconduct, it means if the other team scores a goal, who cares? You still stay on the penalty kill. Your guy stays in the old box arena. He doesn't go anywhere. Famously, there was that Stanley Cup playoff game where they scored five goals because there was a misconduct. I know my hockey, too. Just... Pew, 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 pew. So now you have a seven-minute penalty kill because you got the boarding, then you got that quiche to the face, the misconduct, and he gets kicked out of the game. So no more, no more Colton. So the Avs did score a shorthanded goal in that situation, which was awesome. But it is funny because they gave up two goals too. And here is uh, Kale McCarr talking about that bizarre instance. Yeah, I mean, that was huge. I think that's a massive momentum swing. Obviously, you guys like Woody and Colts who are playing hard um, physical games, which is awesome to see. And then um, tough to go on the kill there. But then I, I felt like we handled it really well. We still gave up, I think, two goals on that one. But to get that shorty, I think that gave us a lot of momentum. And um, there's definitely a lot of building blocks. I think that uh, those goals were preventable. It's just, um, yeah, it was a tough spot in the game for us. <laughs> so you see what he said? He goes, Hey, we handled that situation really, really well. I mean, we did give up two goals. But we got a shorthanded goal. So, I mean, we really only gave up one. Johnny, let me tell you, it was weird and wild. Wild and wacky. You had five on threes. You had four on fours. You had four on threes. You had a partridge in a pear tree. Pew, pew, pew. It was nuts. The crowd was in a bloodthirsty roar cheering on their team. There was a playoff atmosphere. And if you caught there with Bednari, just slightly critical, critical of Georgiev, like, you know, hey, listen, uh, he could have done better. There's, I, I like Georgiev. I do. But there's, there's times where I think he could have been a little better. Do you think he likes being called Georgie? Everybody calls him Georgie. That doesn't, actually, that's actually, not the answer of my question. Actually, you know, it's Georg, it's Georg, 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 Georgi, 
Jory Gorgie. It's not quite George. It's not Georgie. It's like a softer G. Georgie. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, so they win. Um, the Devils without, without uh, uh, Hughes and uh, another one of their top guys. So Kiel McCart was like, well, you know, we know they didn't have the real team, but, you know, I'm glad we won. And they take on and host the Seattle Kraken on Thursday. Listen, just getting a W after being beat 7 nothing by Vegas felt well. And I did ask Bednar after the game if he's considering a goalie rotation. And he said, well, we'll just judge it by our, our opponent, the conference, the situation. So he did not just sort of say, nope, Georgie's our guy. He's going to go most nights. That's our dude. He didn't put him down either. But he did say we're going to consider things as the season goes. So I, I do wonder if they will have a deeper goalie rotation rather than just um, Georgiev all the way. They get the win. I'm happy about that. The crowd was electric. The second period was weird. Then you got goals from uh, Miko Rantanen and, and, um, and Nathan McKinnon had a really sweet backhand. And you kind of had a perfect sort of game. Ryan Johansson had a even strength goal. That's his first even strength goal, not a uh, power play goal. So you had some real positive things, and I'm still going to figure out um, who Miles Wood is and who Ross Colton is. I'm working on it. They were the uh, backup musicians for uh, like jazz in like the 1950s. Yeah, well, you studio see how, musicians. You, you see how Kale does it. Um, I think Ross Colton played stand-up bass. Abs win, take on Seattle. Tonight at Ball Arena, you've got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Oh, my God. It's the Golden State Warriors in town. That's going to be exciting. And this wraps up kind of this insane six games and nine-night stretch for the Nuggets. No Jamal Murray. We'll see how that goes. They're coming off a spectacular game against the Pelicans where Jokic has been the best player on earth, and he's empowering people and lifting people up. It's always fun to see Steph Curry. I got to tell you, I've seen, I've been lucky enough in person to see Steph Curry and LeBron James a bunch. And I do like watching LeBron James. I do. I mean, it's LeBron James. It's cool. And this is going to sound crazy. um, But the two guys that I like seeing best in person are Steph Curry and John Morant. Now, John Morant, pew, 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 pew. Watch out with that, with the, you know, the, the. The guns of John Moran, but he's just such a dynamic player. So I'm just talking basketball, but right there is Steph Curry. I mean, he's so special. He's so cool. He's done so much. So just to see Steph Curry in action to me is always awesome. And sometimes he's good and sometimes he's not. But when he's good and he's great, it's just something to watch. I love watching um, the Warriors. One of my, I think it's one of the most fun teams of the year to see uh, here in town. Yes, Johnny. To your point, uh, Steph Curry, he can shoot from way, way, way downtown, but John Morant, he shoots from, like, Glendale. That's really good, Johnny. That actually was really good. I was giving that joke room to breathe. That that, that literally <laughs> may be the best joke you've ever had. I mean, seriously, that was really good. Time for What's on the Shelf! What's on the Shelf! I think how um, how are you ever going to top that joke right there? I don't know. Well, uh, well, really good, really uh, good joke. I guess skills. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I got to think. I'm going to. I'm going to steal that. You know, uh, Steph Curry (laughs) shoots from downtown. 
Way, but way downtown. Way, way downtown. But, you know, John Moran shoots from Glendale. Dude, I'm, I'm stealing it. <laughs> I am stealing that today. It was so funny you were stunned. I know. I, uh, I was letting the audience laugh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I am stealing that joke. <laughs> hey, you know, Steph Curry's in town. He, he shoots from way, way downtown. But John Moran, he just shoots from Glendale. It's really good. What's on the shelf? Go ahead. We got to do this uh, quickly. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a new addition to the shelf. It's probably not a new addition to your library, but let's give our own tight end a little bit of a shout out. What's this? What's this blue book behind you? Well, Fantasy man. This is the book that Nate Jackson kind of doesn't like. This is the equivalent of uh, Leonard Skinner playing F- Freebird. <laughs> you got to do it, but you probably hate it. Um, this was his second book. So I put this up there on purpose. I do have his first book, which he's much more proud of and has been more successful. This was his second book. You know, the second CD or the second song or the se- Sometimes it's not as good as the first. This book is not as good as his first book. But I love Nate, and uh, I really did enjoy reading this book as well. This is Nate Jackson's second book. It is put on the shelf simply to provoke a reaction from Nate Jackson who doesn't like this one as much as his first book. That's fair. Is, is it because he looks like he's performing in Glendale on the front of that book? We kill you with truth. We'll have Nate and Chad uh, later this morning, and Johnny had the joke of the day.